welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real. I'm Nina Simons. Today is a quick take episode um, about leadership and about specifically about your communication as a leader. And I'm not talking about communication in terms of what you say, but how you listen and the kind of container that you create for the conversations, the important conversations that you're in. I, um, this is a common topic for me in working with leaders. Uh, we often need to have difficult conversations or just be in conversation with others. Um, and I also want to really hold the term leadership in a more holistic way. I know those of you who've listened to the podcast before know this about me already, but, um, I really think of leadership more as, um, a way of being in the world and uh, less than a position of authority that you might hold. Uh, and I really love uh, Arthur Sharmer's um, brought a definition to a class I'm taking right now. And he talked about leadership as a way of crossing a threshold, um, that that's actually the root word uh, that leadership comes from in the Indo-European uh, language. So languages. So I found that fascinating because I don't know about you, but I feel like we are crossing a lot of thresholds right now where we are at the threshold of a lot of change. And I know you feel it and the demands on your time and your energy and your skills and just you as a person are so huge right now. And so my hope is that this conversation about how you communicate and the container you create will be useful for you. So I'm going to put some things in the show notes so you have sources for what I'm talking about, but I'd rather just dive right in and talk about how to move from downloading to dialogue. Uh, I know that uh, we don't always realize um, that we are in download mode with the people that we're talking to, the people that are important to us, whether it's a family member, your teenager, your spouse, and definitely not um, with your team. And um, often I find this is more common with my male leaders um, than my uh, women leaders. Uh, this pressure that you have to have the answers, to know, um, to know things, to be able to direct the conversation. I think it's almost like a can be a coping me- mechanism in a way to be um, in this mode of convincing or explaining uh, rather than listening, which is actually one of the best ways to move from downloading to dialogue. So, um, but there is a middle step and I'm using um, something called theory U as I talk to you about this. Uh, There is a middle step between downloading and dialogue dialogue. Um, And that's um, having, being able to actually open up and have a conversation that includes altering opinions. So debating, if you will. And um, what I really appreciate it. And those of you who've listened to my episode on presence uh, know I've already talked about the three ways that we can be, um, have greater presence in a conversation. And they are very connected to this idea of moving from downloading to dialogue. Um, I think in that conversation, I talked about um, having a clear mind, having a connected heart, and having um, a centered body. Um, it's very similar in theory U. It's just slightly different. He talks about having an open mind, an open heart, and an open will, which I love. This idea of an open will, which is like once you 
have that conversation and get to a place where everyone is contributing their thoughts, their talents, their experience, then what naturally emerges from that conversation is so much more robust and powerful than anything that would have happened if you had been there as the problem solver and been the one um, sharing your ideas and basically downloading. So just to make this a little bit more real, I tried to think of a couple of examples uh, to share with you. And these examples are composites of clients I've worked with because I want to make sure I'm holding confidentiality. So they're kind of made up examples, but based on real conversations I've had with some of my executive leaders. Um, One of them, uh, we'll call this person uh, Matt, is in San Diego and he works for a biotech company. And his natural... Uh, or maybe learned style of communicating is more of this explaining, um, convincing, disclosing, talking, oftentimes in a very engaging and charming way. So not a problem, except he was getting very frustrated by the fact that in the Zoom meetings, um, people weren't offering up ideas, they weren't communicating, and he really wanted to um, generate better ideas about how to create a good culture for the office in San Diego that he was responsible for. And so uh, he even was frustrated with the fact that people were not even on um, video half the time. So he couldn't even read what's on, what was on people's faces as they were, um, if, or, and if they were even paying attention in the meeting. So you imagine the frustration with that. So he was planning to just mandate, uh, you know, cameras on for meetings, but he was very reluctant to do that because he felt um, that that would, alienate and create friction in what he was trying to create, which was a more open and, um, in, you know, engaged culture. And so through our conversations, uh, we identified some things that he could do. And, um, and I, we also talked about his style of, of needing to fill space, um, almost out of nervousness. Uh, you know, if he really looked at it closely, like that, it was hard for him to allow silence in a call. And I, I can empathize with that, right? Who wants to be on a, especially a video call with a lot of quiet? We can't really sense what's going on as well as if we're in person. And so what we worked on for him was um, just uh, having uh, certain meetings where he would um, let the people know that it was a video ready meeting and other meetings where they could be off video and also identified, is this a meeting where I'm mostly going to be just sharing information or is this a meeting where I want debate and dialogue. And so just by letting his team know those two things, he started to see a shift in how um, how they were showing up in the meetings and how much work he had to do, how much talking he had to do in the conversation. And so what it kind of reminds me of is that um, this idea that energy follows attention. And so in his case, he was putting a lot of energy into trying to pull uh, engagement out of folks. Uh, but when he set an intention and actually invited them in and said, this is how, these are the meetings that are informational. And these are the meetings where I want us to interact. He was able to bring everyone's, uh, attention and create a more energized and more engaged, um, uh, team culture through those meetings. So that's one example of moving and it did take uh, an open heart on his part. It took uh, some curiosity and some questions, uh, you know, one-on-one with some of his team to find out what was going on. So how do we create that container 
so that we're no longer in download mode uh, and more in debate and or even better in dialogue with uh, the people that uh, we want to get input from and that we want to get the best from. Um, I did an episode on listening, so definitely want you to check that out if you would like to go deeper with that. Um, but there are specific skills that really help um, with this, um, including asking powerful questions, holding curiosity, and being more an observer, more of an observer, recognizing that observation and being with people is actually a leadership skill, that it's not just about what we communicate, but it's also about how we listen and how we hear and where we've put our attention. Uh, so in that regard, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, one of the most important elements of your communication and your leadership, and that's you and you growing you and you putting attention on you yourself and um, asking yourself two root questions um, while you're um, you know, preparing for meetings and or just as reflections and as a way to take the meta view of what you want as a leader. And those two questions are, who am I becoming as a leader? Who am I? Who's the self? Um, and I love, again, Otto Scharmer's definition of self as, uh, what is my highest future possibility? Uh, I just love that. Uh, and then secondly, what is my work? And I'm not talking about your uh, role in your company, but what makes my work most meaningful and where do I feel most on purpose? Because when you know those things, when you know what you're wanting to learn as a leader and what your purpose is as a leader, then everything can flow from those two things. Um, but that does require reflection. It does require you to take time for yourself. Uh, and it can be five, five to 10 minutes a day or you know, a couple of hours or an hour a week, but really setting an intention, blocking off space in your calendar that's protected um, to reflect and to think is so important if you're going to be able to self-manage and also recognize what your growth edges are when it comes to communicating and it comes to listening. So I have two ideas for you for further reflection. As uh, and I'm hoping that you'll, my invitation is that you you do create some white space for yourself. Um, one is more of a daily uh, idea, and the other one is more of an action that you can take with someone else to build skill. So um, the idea for a daily action is to take a few minutes, and it could be at the end of your workout or when you're in the parking lot uh, before you go into work, uh, if you're going in person, and set an intention for your day. And this is not what you're going to do that day. This is kind of more of a process uh, intention, like a, who do you want to be uh, in throughout that day? So maybe it's more open. Maybe it's more curious. Uh, maybe you're working on being less accommodating and being more direct in your interactions. That's okay too, right? Because not everyone um, is, is in that download mode. Some of us are... Um, more in the listening mode, and we need to find a way to come into the conversation. So absolutely, that's another thing you can be working on. You can work on being more inclusive. Uh, that's one of my favorites. And that may require more work, but in the moment, just for that day, what are some, what's the intention that you want to hold for your interactions with others? And then at the end of the day, give yourself a couple minutes 
to kind of look at that. And with compassion, how did I do with my intention, whatever that was? So that's idea number one. Idea number two is, and this is again from uh, Theory U, but to take an empathy walk. Take a walk with a colleague or a loved one and um, really focus on listening with an open heart. Um, I find this is one of the more less uh, or one of the less uh, utilized muscles uh, in our leadership. And so if you can open up your heart and recognize, okay, so when am I focused on the facts in this conversation versus the emotions and the feelings that I'm having that the other person is having? What's the emotional field in this conversation? That level three listening, as we like to call it in coactive. So those are my ideas for you. Please let me know if you decide to try one. Always great to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening. If you found this episode uh, valuable, um, please give us a rating uh, or share it with a, with a colleague. Uh, we always um, love to grow our listener community.